Hello and welcome to Just Needs, a podcast where we talk about parenting children with disabilities. I'm your host, Christina Kozik, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is a product of Exceptional Lives, a nonprofit organization that supports families like yours. You can learn more about Exceptional Lives at our website, www.exceptionallives.org. This week, I want to talk about something I'm sure we've all heard when it comes to children and their development, late bloomers. We've all heard something that sounds like this. My daughter didn't talk until she was, answered in age, and now look at her. She's just chatting away. She was just a late bloomer. Or maybe you've heard, my child didn't crawl. That's fine. Lots of kids are skipping that step. He'll probably just start running soon, these late bloomers. Or even something like, yeah, my daughter didn't like reading when she was in school, but now she's adult and reads just fine. It's just a late bloomer, I guess. And these folks are not making up their stories. They aren't trying to send us down the wrong path. What they're telling is based on their experience. Development is dynamic, though. It means it happens at different rates for different people. It also means it is easily influenced or can change direction. Development can be influenced by things like birth order, community, relationships, and experiences. It also has different paths within one person. What if we stop talking about development like a ladder that needs to be climbed? We're all unique. Our nervous systems, our social relationships, our families are all different. And as much as we've tried to simplify our understanding of child development, it's really not that simple. In case you're wondering, the most common areas of development can be broken down into four categories. Social-emotional. This development can be seen in a way a child expresses their emotions interacts with other children and adults, and how they respond to others' emotions. There's language and communication. This development is seen in a way that a child babbles as a baby, or the way a toddler understands simple commands, or even a preschooler that makes short sentences to tell you what they want. Then we have cognitive development. This includes learning, thinking, and problem-solving skills. Think of a baby playing peekaboo, or a toddler playing pretend in a toy kitchen. This development can go on for a long time, though. For example, an elementary-age child that is learning the concept of time is still developing cognitively. Then we have movement and physical development. In my opinion, this is one of the easiest developments to track and notice differences with. Things like rolling over, crawling, pulling up on furniture, walking and running are all supposed to happen within these windows of time. And when they don't, we tend to wonder... Is there something going on, or is my child just a late bloomer? In one family, their son's physical development was impacted due to cerebral palsy. This impacted his social development because he couldn't keep up on the playground at a younger age, and that also influenced his language development when it came to communicating with his peers. Their son developed his motor skills and learned to navigate the playground and social relationships more effectively, but he had to do it with courage and resolve. This fueled his development in many areas and helped him to develop into the awesome kid that he is. But he also built these skills because he was supported at home and at school. Now, support can come in different forms. It can be parent education or therapy appointments. It can be individualized sports programs or a teacher who recognizes when her students need a break from the classroom. So how can you tell if your child needs support or is just a late bloomer? You can start by asking yourself these four questions. Question number one is, is there a specific area of development that you are wondering about, or is your question more a general observation? 
My son really struggled with being able to regulate his emotions. As a preschooler, he'd push over chairs or tear up coloring sheets when he got upset. Since he was developing normally in all other areas, this became a concern and we brought it up to our pediatrician so that way we could monitor that one area of development. The second question you can ask yourself is, can I identify anything going on in the world of my child that could influence their development in either direction? I have a couple of friends that have second children that were all slow to speak. Both friends spoke to their pediatrician. And the pediatrician felt that there wasn't anything to be concerned about, but that they would keep an eye on the development. You see, the second kiddos had older siblings that spoke for them, so they didn't have to speak. But now, it's a non-issue, and these kiddos can speak for themselves. The third question is, what do you notice about your child's developmental trajectory? Even though your child may not be on par with their peers in one area, let's figure out where they are and where they're going. Development is not an all or nothing, but a lifelong road, and we're just trying to figure out which exit we meet our kids at. Maybe they need a bit of support to get further up the road in a bit, and then they'll be off on their own again. And then the last question you can ask yourself is, why did you come down this road? What made you start researching, and what does this bring up for you? Do you relate to your child's experiences or is it different from your own? No matter why your child's development is progressing at a different rate or in a different order, asking a professional for a screener is the first step. You can contact your pediatrician or doctor and ask if they can provide a developmental screener at your next appointment. You can share your answers to the questions above to help them understand your concerns. And remember, what applies for today does not always apply to tomorrow. Things change, and it's our job as parents to keep noticing and remain curious. This supports our children in becoming their best selves. Thanks again for joining me this week. I hope this information was helpful and insightful. If you have any questions, drop me a line at podcast at exceptionallives.org. This podcast was written by Julie McIsaac, Ph.D., Learning and Mental Health Consultant, and presented by me, Christina Kozik, for Exceptional Lives. You can subscribe and follow the podcast at our website, www.exceptionallives.org forward slash just needs podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. 